Yeah, beep boop, I'm a robot. What the f is going on down there? Welcome to episode 451 of WTFTFW on this fine March the 18th, 2017. This is the time we're recording. Hi, Seth. Thank you for having me on your podcast, Earthman. Ah, yes. It will take at least one and a half to two and a half of our Earth hours to process through this, this torrent of Transformers news. Actually, that's kind of being generous. It, it might not take us that long. If this episode is not posted on the internet by the time of one revolution of your Earth, then I will destroy your planet, Earthman. Oh man, that's that would be an embarrassing reason to destroy the planet. Then everyone would blame me. That all be dead. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, weird. The pressure's off. All right, Earthman. No. Uh, yo, yo. I've been annoying my girlfriend talking like that for the last few hours, so she'll be happy I annoyed somebody else for a while. Will she, though? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It's hard to tell, you know, women. <laughs> when you scream Earthman at them all the time. Well, I told her that Earthman is my chosen pronoun, and that's what I want to be referred to. And that if she refers to me as a him, I'll be offended. It's an adverb. And she said that was stupid. And I said that I will refer to her as human female if it makes her feel better. And she didn't want that to happen either. You need to get a centurion hat and a little, like, armored green skirt. Yes, I do. If for no other... Like, not for anything that has to do with what we're talking about. No. No. (laughs) I just had a moment of inspiration. I had to throw that your way. Uh... Seth, we're going we're to talk about some Transformers today. Yeah, why don't we? We got some Transformers news. First up, something oh, I'm very boy. excited about. Um, those people who may actually be some of the robot chicken people, someone reminded me, because I had forgotten about that, uh, did a new Transformers stop-motion toy commercial that was put up on the Transformers Facebook group uh, group page. The official Transformers Facebook page. And I liked it a lot. It uh, has to do with the new uh, R.I.D. Soundwave. He really wants to play basketball. He's like, I'm going to take this this basketball with me. And then a bunch of Autobots chase him down and use measures well beyond what is justifiable for someone taking your basketball, which makes me think this is like, you know, the same the same group of masterminds that came up with the Creo commercials where the Decepticons kind of are the heroes who always lose. Um, I really enjoyed it. I also noticed that they whoever made this commercial did a bunch of custom paint work on some of those toys to give them panel lining. Uh Uh which which was uh neat and uh, yeah I, deceptive I was, advertising it's just it's, <laughs> hey it's a decepticon right that's you're being deceived decepticon uh, advertising seth I, I really like this commercial did you like it there are there's elements to the way the characters move that very much remind me of robot chicken yeah and i can't help but wonder if that animation house wasn't hired to make this commercial so i, I shared this on my facebook uh, page and someone said did you not remember that they it was confirmed that the robot chick or a robot chicken team worked on a commercial for rid like some months ago and i was like i completely forgot about that well there you go so uh, yeah it look probably was look at that 
And I recognize things. You, you know, you know what I like to see in toy commercials. A is humor. B a lack of them trying to make me buy a toy by saying it's cool. And C <laughs> like really. You really... know what I like in commercials when they don't try to sell me stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like this. This commercial is it's selling me on things without trying to sell me things. You know, I don't I don't have a tiny basketball for my toys yet. I I feel a lot of connection to the story of this this piece. So I, I like seeing this kind of stuff. I also like somewhat related. I recently went looking into uh, this YouTube page I subscribed to and forgot about until they suddenly posted a bunch of stuff called Lasagna Cat. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. When when that showed up in my subscription feed, and I was like, oh, what's this? I forgot, and I, I looked into everything, and then I went to the end of the four hour forty one minute video and uh was astounded four uh, hour there's yeah. a four hour video yeah it's the one where they play literally every call that came into oh. their their how many sexual partners have you had um survey phone line oh i hadn't seen that it's uh a couple of weeks ago i watched the one hour video oh no th this one's the newest it, i think it's still on their channel it, it gets very not safe for work at the end uh no lie but it also and it ends in a way that is like the highest production value I've ever seen for something put on the end of a four hour, 41 minute video, um, which apparently they made last year. Anyway, they're called they're called uh, Fatal Farm. And I was like, what else have these kids done? They, they've actually been working in animation and advertising for like the last decade, and they are responsible for a number of the Terry Crews um, Old Spice commercials. Uh, specifically the ones where he's like selling Old Spice's new shaver and then he's like shaving tiny Terry Cruises off his body. Um, <laughs> and that's another example. I mean, that one's a bit more direct because at some point he's saying this is an Old Spice shaver. But a majority of the commercial that I saw was him bargaining with one of his hairs under his arms, which was actually a tiny Terry Cruz saying, remember all the good times we had together. Uh messed up but i liked it anyway if you haven't checked out the soundwave basketball video you really should it's great fun and it is safe for work uh i'm pretty Super sure safe. it's extra safe i mean unless you work with some jocks who will tease you for watching a toy cartoon yeah in which then case it's not safe for work because you'll be bullied by jocks in which case you just got to follow the commercials message and crush them into a ball and throw them through a basketball hoop yes uh, you have to become more jockey than the jocks. That's the only way to defeat the jocks. Where did that term come I've always wondered this. Where did that term come from? Because when I was in high school. Basketball? And people were like, we're jocks. I was like, I associate the word jock with a protective piece of equipment that rests against my, my groin. And I don't feel like that is a compliment to call yourself that. And I, I never understood it. It seemed like some kind of holdover from a previous generation that wouldn't wouldn't tell me why. It is a late 18th century abbreviation of jockey, I guess. Or jocular? Um, 1952, short for jock strap, supporter of the male what? genital organs. Well... <laughs> which also meant in slang, athletic male. Jock with the meaning of an athletic man is from 1963 American English slang for jocket. 1948 originally was a female disc jockey, then a female jockey 1969, and then an athletic female 1979. The part where it was the, the, the associated with crotch armor 
before athletic males only makes this as confusing as it was to me in high school. Well, I mean, jockstrap. So. I know, but why would you call yourself that? Because you're a jock. <laughs> He's right. We're falling into the well, same. It, it might not be something that they chose to be referred to originally. It might have been like the nerds who are like, oh, they wear jockstraps. They're just a bunch of jocks. I know, but then at some point, doesn't one generation go like, hey, you know, I'm tired of being called groin plate. I want, <laughs> I want to be called, I don't know, athlete. Well, in the 1950s, do you think the greasers chose to be called greasers? No, it was a derogatory term because they put the greasy stuff in their hair. And they worked on hot rods and had motor grease on them. It's a term of derision that then becomes accepted by the collective. I don't know. You oh, had, this is all because of the audio format. After I finished saying that and then paused, uh, you missed where like my eyes darted around. Like, yeah, that makes good sense. This that whole, sounded smart. This whole time, my <laughs> eyes have been very slowly narrowing, tighter and tighter. And I'm, I'm kind of just staring at the, the 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 what is this? The deluge torrent client icon on my desktop seems to be the focus of my ire, but. No, still doesn't make any sense. I, I don't accept it. Circa 1500 variant of the proper name Jack. Well, that's The just... biform of John in Scotland and Northern England. That's as silly as shortening Richard to Dick. Now that just makes common sense. See what I'm doing? Because you can't, because it's an audio form. I'm just shaking my head, but I'm not shaking it very far. It's the, the shaking your head where you're barely really moving from left to right because you're you're shaking your head that solemnly. Uh, go check out the Soundwave commercial, please. Seth, we got some some hot, fresh Transformers 5 toy line news. Trans oh, yeah. It's so fresh. These hot, fresh remolds. I think one of... Hang on. I think one of them might be unique. There, there, there's one of these that I think is a new toy, but it was argued to me it might not be. Anyway, we'll, we'll go through this a piece at a time. So this started with a reveal. This is all like from, I think, the back of packaging or something. Uh, a, re a reveal of Infernocus, who comes with a tiny little Quintessa. Uh, I think it says he's the guard of Quintessa. Uh, anyway, it's the Beast Hunters legend scale Abominus again, except that... Um, I don't know if all the limbs have been remolded, but the torso is is straight up a new toy, I think. Skulk. Uh, the torso does not look like he has any hunger on him at all. And in fact, he's not even pictured as having an alternate mode. He's just a robot carrying two sticks that combine together into a sword. Um, what this means is Infernocus doesn't look a whole lot like Abominus, because he's got a giant horned movie-style head and a completely new torso and everything. Uh, the hope that myself and some other people have is that maybe... By being a potentially new torso, he'll connect together a little bit more solidly and and less, you know, ricketily than uh, Abominus did. Uh, I'm a big fan of that Abominus, so I, I always welcome uh, new iterations of it. This kind of made me happy. Also, this is the first piece of news we got. So I was like, hey, that's cool. You know, Infernocus. They convinced him to stop calling himself by his full name, Infernocus Copernicus Maximus. And just, you know, let's just go with the one. Uh, I think that it was confirmed he's being sold as a gift set. Um, I'm, I'm into this guy. I don't know. Seth, did you ever have much affection for that Abominus? No, I completely passed on that. Um, 
I think a gift set would be a good idea. Because I don't think this dude's going to be in the movie. So I think this is one of those times where it's like there's going to be someone in the movie. They're not going to get a name. And then like five months after the film, it's all going to be decoded that, oh, no, that was actually Infernicus. Or like that was Skulk. They won't look anything like these toys. But I suspect that might be the case. There's going to be like some shadowy figures that start to come out when Optimus like confronts Quintessa. And then she's going to be like, no, get back. Or this, Don't worry about it, guys. And then they meld back into the shadows. And then people go, that was Infernicus. Yeah. That was, that was totally, totally it. Seth, what do you think because, of the... Well, okay. here's why I don't think he's in the movie. Because it's basically remold. And you'd think that it would be an original thing in the movie. I I don't know. Like, like especially given some of the stuff we're going to look at after this. Like, I got... I'm getting this... This is the way I took a lot of this news all at once was, like, you know, some months ago. Might have even been over a year ago. Uh, when Shogo Hasui moved off of Masterpiece, as far as I understood, it was because he was going to start working on Transformers 5 toys. And there are some, you know, completely new toys in Transformers 5. More than we thought, in fact. Me and Seth were schooled with some colored circles. Uh, all about how some of the toys that I wrote off as being repaints are actually completely new. Um, but there are also a lot of retools. And I'm wondering if it was like the way this toy line happened was like someone like a Shogo Hasui or someone right above him was like, all right, put all your effort into this little handful of toys. And then, you know, anything that we don't deem as important, we're just going to make into a retool. With like a new head or in this case, like a new little legends guy. I don't know. I'm kind of hip firing from my butt on this theory, but it's, it's the way that this news struck me. Um, Seth, I also wanted to ask you, just what do you think of the name Inferno Kiss? Cause I'm still kind of going back and forth on it. Uh, it sounds like a name that not a lot of effort was put into. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I really don't like the O before the cuss. Like that really throws me off. Cause I'm like, well, it can't really be Infernicus then. So is it Infernocus? Infernocus? Infornicator? Well, it sounds like they wanted a combiner-sounding name and just worked off of Bruticus. Yeah. Or maybe there was a second where they thought... Where somebody wanted it to be Bruticus and then somebody else thought better and went, let's not waste Bruticus on this throwaway thing that's not even in the movie. There's some inspiration on this guy because the individual robots have great names. Uh, you know, you got you got well, Skulk. Skulk is wonderful. Yeah, Skulk is great. <laughs> but like the, the other guys, like Rupture, it's a pretty good name. Uh, another guy is called Infernocon Thrash. Uh, but then the, the two guys in the bottom, Gorge and Glug. <laughs> like that's, come on, that's pretty darn fun. Like I, they're not going to even be in the movie, but I, I love this idea of like, you know, two members of this combiner team. Just, that's Gorge and Glug. They're stupid and they eat, that one eats a lot. That one drinks a lot. They're the dummies. Thrash is like the crazy guy. Rupture is like the creepy guy. And then Skulk is like the, the sneaky leader. And then they combine together into Satan. Like well, they're a new faction. A new sub-faction. Yeah, in the Infernocons. Yeah, the Infernocons. Oh man, the O on that's... The whole Inferno thing is always, doesn't roll off the tongue. I don't like it. Boycotting. 
anyway, we then got some more pictures. Um, one of them's a tiny picture because it's a cross cell, and this is of Decepticon Nitro. This is the guy where I actually can't tell if he's a new toy or not. He certainly looks a whole lot new, but at least a couple people, I think literally two people, uh, theorized he might be a heavy retool of that old satellite sound wave. And I don't have that toy anywhere near me, and I, I can't even tell. So who knows what Nitro is, because we can't see his alt mode. But he, that, that picture came along with the one that I'm wagging my finger at. Just a big old tut-tut-tut wagging my finger. Uh, Deluxe Megatron, Ruthless Oppressor, is just Stealth Bomber Megatron with a new movie-style head. And uh, that's the one where... I, this this is the toy where I started to think, like, okay, maybe this, is, this was going to be a tiny toy line, and it's... All the focus was put into a handful of toys, and then, like, the rest of it's going to be stuff like this. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like they're padding this line out a lot, which is what I think Infernicus is, mm-hmm. where they're just padding out the line, like uh, the old R.I.D. line, like, not the current one, the, the yeah, old yeah. one, the car robots one, where they just started loading up all this other stuff that had nothing to do with anything. So, like, they probably wanted a Megatron and a in a smaller size class and instead of designing or producing a whole third because they're already doing leader and voyager mm. they're just reusing this and i i kind of don't mind that you know like I, this really because i mean i'm probably not going to pick this thing up unless it's super cheap and that's not going to happen in canada and like I like the, that's why the way I've sort of taken this news is like rather than try to design three different versions of Megatron, it's like focus on a leader and a Voyager. And then for the deluxe, I don't know, let's just make a new head and then we'll roll with it. Um, Again, that's like that's real hip firing from the anus as far as like theor- theorizing on a toy line goes. But uh, yeah, this is, this is totally stealth bomber Megatron. Um when Stealth Bomber Megatron came out, Don Figueroa put up a post somewhere, I think on Facebook or something, where he was kind of mad about it because uh, he was he was grumpy that he designed that Megatron years ago, and then like many years after it stopped even being a thing in the in in the comics, or it wasn't new in the comics anymore, it had a toy, and he was going to see no you know no nothing from that toy, no credit even, no nothing. He was kind of grumpy. I was like, man, I wonder if he's going to be like triple grumpy that like now that design is a movie figure because it has a new head. Probably isn't. He's probably busy doing whatever it is he's doing with armor otters. But that crossed my mind. Uh, there's also a little thing about decodable glyphs. Don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it's going to be like some phone app thing i mean it might just even be a simple cipher where it's like this means the letter a and then just says megatron on his wing yeah and (laughs) you know that could be fun for a kid if you know kids never encountered codes before and it's like hey i can read these these magic letters on his wings it says drink your your ovaltine that's right uh but then seth we got one more and uh, we got a guy, this is actually a new head, uh, like a, you know, new head sculpt repaint of a toy that's not out yet, of uh, of Deluxe Steelbane, which was the, the kind of cool looking knight dude from the Toy Fair display, who then had the kind of butt looking dragon mode where he's got like a robot foot on the back of his head. Uh, so this is that toy in a new rusty paint job with a new head. 
uh, and he's called Skulletron. And uh, I like that. A lot of people hate that name. I, I actually really like that name. I acknowledge it sucks, but, it, <laughs> but it's I like its suckness. Yeah, it's is the thing. I was so hoping you'd be on this page with me, Seth. Like, it, yeah, it sucks, but it like sucks in this really special way. Like, I can't be mad at it. You know, it's and like making fun of it is like that's like that. That's low hanging fruit that's actually fallen off the tree and is just lying on the floor. It's like, why bother? You know, this 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 fell this fell off a special tree. This name. The head is kind of horrendous. I, I've tried zooming in on it. It's not. Oh no, I can't even. A tell. very good picture, but it it looks horrendous. It looks like a zombie head or something. Yeah, I can't tell what's going on there. It's kind of pixelated when you zoom in. It's hard to see. But uh, one one thing is, this has me thinking maybe the the. Toy Fair display one wasn't transformed quite right, or just this camera angle of the dragon mode hides the feet that were sticking out better. Oh, I can see the foot on the back of the head in, yeah, in the but photo. It, it seems like it's tucked away better. Maybe. I mean, I, I would like it to be. I'm not going to be mad if it is. Yeah, well, yeah. So I'm hoping that it was just poorly transformed at Toy Fair. Um, or it could just be like this camera angle hides it more. Yeah. But then you also, in the Toy Fair pictures, you saw the other foot farther down on its back. And that area seems to be more obscured in, in this picture. Oh, no, wait. It's down by the tail, I think. I think yeah. I see it now. Yeah, I, I can see it there, too. Yeah. I mean, they're still there, but hopefully they're just not as obvious. Yeah, like, hopefully they at least flow a little bit more. Like, they're not sticking out. Because uh, I, I still really like the robot mode on this guy. Like those those shoulder pauldrons are sick. Like that that looks really cool. Um and if if they can actually pull off this rusty looking deco in some way, like maybe through swirly plastics and stuff, that could be really impressive. Like if they can pull off the effect. Um I would say brace yourselves to just see like splotches of green on on brass. But uh I don't know, something about Skeletron that could turn out pretty well. You know? Yeah, the the paint job is not inspiring, but yeah. What do you know? I just, I like I like the idea of trying to do him rusty. Yo, why are you trying to do me rusty? It's what we do up here in Toronto. I'll do you rusty, boy. The big T. Does anyone call Toronto the big T? No, they call it the big smoke. Is that a weed thing? I actually, to this day, I've never looked it up, and it still bothers me because I, I don't understand what that means. Unless it means, like, everyone drives cars and there's fog everywhere or something. Maybe, like, back in the day there was a lot of factories or maybe. I guess. I thought that was Hamilton, though. That's like a neighboring town. No, that's a musical on Broadway. Yeah, it was based on our neighboring town of Hamilton. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. What don't, else would it be hey, named after? You know what I discovered when I was in Hamilton last year? No, I don't know what you discovered. Never. Was it an Applebee's? Actually, no. But man, that would have been interesting. Do they have Applebee's in Kananica? I don't think so. No. No, what I discovered is if you if you encounter a very proud resident of Hamilton, and yes. you so much as imply that Hamilton is part of Toronto because of the stupid megacity thing from many years ago. Uh-huh. Oh, they will tell you how it's not part of Toronto. 
even if you try to to cut in during a, a, a pause in their ranting to say, I agree with you, I think the Mega City thing's stupid, they'll just, they'll keep going. And you just go like, you're right. And then when they're like, Hamilton's better than Toronto, you just go like, yes, it is. I'd like to leave now, because that's what I was doing before you stopped me, because you overheard what I said. Uh, so be careful when you're in Hamilton, all right? Yeah, that that's like the opposite of most places where if you live close enough to a city, you just say that's where you're from to save yourself the trouble of having to explain where you live actually is. Yeah. It's like, oh, where are you from? It's like, oh, like near San Francisco. It's like, uh, where, okay, where? Like, exactly? And then you say, uh, or what do you mean by near? Instead of, oh, I live in Petaluma. Where's you, that? Uh, north of San Francisco? Hey, do, you, do you ever get the person who goes like, well, how near? Sometimes. Is that when you just Sometimes run? I'll just say about 45 minutes or an hour north of San Francisco, depending on the traffic. Oh, jeez. Uh. Anyway, that but that'll... a lot of people do stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I... like from different cities. It's it's common. It's like, the... oh, you know, Boston because it's cl- very close. The, the, it's close enough. The you dumb haven't thing heard about of it where with... I came from. The dumb thing about it with the mega city thing is Hamilton is far enough away that like it's not. There's no way someone who actually travels to Hamilton from Toronto would think they're in the same city. Like it's far enough away that you'd be like, no, I've clearly gone to a different city. But there's still this weird lingering thing. Maybe it's not even lingering. Maybe I just brought it up and that person hadn't heard it for a while. And I, I activated their rage. And they were like, nah, you just said Mega City, you piece of garbage, and just came at me. Anyway, weird story. Um, we're also, we, we just finished talking about all those Transformers 5 toys. So that did not take as long as I thought it would. Well, I mean, there's not much to them. Most of them are just stuff we've seen before. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Just a little different. I had this feeling some kind of some kind of gem would unearth from all of the monotone gray of literally all those toys we just talked about. They they are all gray. Like Megatron has some purple and gold because I guess he's the Emperor of Destruction. But like like that that Nitro just looks like an unpainted prototype. But I bet that's the colors the toys coming out in because I saw the new trailer and that's all the Decepticons are just gunmetal again. Like they've all they've all become movie one Megatron, uh, and Josh Burcham on Twitter identified that two of them are once again uh, like CG retools of existing Decepticon models. <laughs> um, like he's, pre- I think he said, I th- I'm trying to remember now. I think he said one of them looked like the Josh Nizzy long haul, and another one looked like a Shockwave mutation again. And the last movie, like a third of Megatron or sorry, Galvatron's army was two headed shockwaves. And then a bunch of like just weird looking bits and pieces of other. I don't know. That part of the movies bum me out, bums me out. Like when I recognize parts of old models, yeah. like I get it. You got to reuse stuff. But like the two headed shockwaves were just too much. I was like, that just looks like shockwave. But there's three of him and they all have two heads. So like, what are you doing? What <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like all the protoforms or whatever they were, and re- was it wasn't a Revenge of the Fallen where there was like three or four models, but then there was dozens of them. Yeah, and then a bunch of them showed up again in the third movie when they had all the Decepticon reinforcements. Yeah, like a bunch of them were those baby Decepticons. It's just like, 
they're not even trying sometimes. And, and and the worst part is those like especially that design, the, the you know the baby Decepticon already looks like a skinless nothing, and so like an army of them looks like a massive nothing. And then they also never made any kind of toy of that thing that I could associate as having like a physical identity. And then what a mess. The number of because you know we got a new movie coming out, and I catch comments here and there when I'm looking at those trailers. To this day, there are still people who insist that movies two and three were better than movie four, and I, I really don't understand them. Because it's not like they're saying it offhand. They say it with conviction. You can tell in their typing that there's a conviction behind what they're saying, and I'm like... Yeah, they like, didn't type those keys softly. They pressed them with authorities. Yeah, on like one of those loud keyboards. I can yeah. tell, man. And that... oh, the clicky mechanical ones. That... that I was going to say that boils my blood. That blood's my boil is what that does. Because I, I will not accept it if you're actually going to tell me that movies two and three were better than movie four. You are wrong. So wrong. I'll fight you. Not you, Seth. Like, you don't seem to actually be having any kind of rabbit in this race. No. I'm one of the few people that liked, uh, oh, what's his name? He was just like in the beginning of the the last movie with the uh, beard he's on silicon valley oh god yeah i'm one of the few people who liked him in the movie it seemed like a lot of people were like ah oh, it's terrible that guy stinks is he the guy who died yeah right uh stupid buddy who looked like he was gonna be in the whole movie yeah yeah i know i mean the, stupid buddy i i liked him because he died like 20 minutes in and I was like, no, that's a tone setter. They actually killed the comedy character. Horrifically. <laughs> Tur turned him into a an eternally screaming frozen metal corpse. <laughs> that then crump crumpled when it was like, what was it, like lockdown, like tapped him and he crumbled to dust. I was like, no, this is okay, a, hor a horrific death for the comedy character. Tone set. Is it, I think, I mean, I think the reason I, I like the fourth movie the most is because of how... It's an awful, awful film. Not like it is awful in many ways, but like the things that happen to people and a lot of the characters portrayed are actually awful people and awful fates bestowed on people. But there's something so honest about it that all those other movies lacked. They were also dishonest, trying to go like, no, they're heroes. It's a good place full of good people. And it's like, no, just embrace it. Embrace that darkness. Uh, speaking of the darkness. We got some listener questions. First one comes from Riddler87. Says, uh, just one question for you guys today. Evangelist has mentioned that he wishes the Titans Return advertisement animation would be turned into a series. He, uh, and I also said that about the Combiner Wars advertisement animation. He's also mentioned he'd like uh, that he also likes the Beast Machines Dinobots and would have liked to have seen them show up in the series. So I was wondering, what, if some, what are some of your favorite toy-only or advertisement-only continuities? So, like, stuff that was never in a comic book really that much or ever in a TV show is, is what he's talking about. And, like, that lists a whole bunch of mine. Like, the, the computer animation for the Combiner Wars commercials where there was, like, speed lines and they were combining. Loved it. Uh, the Titans Return advertisement animation, that was all the same. It looked like the same studio did it. Loved it. Uh, Beast Machines Dinobots, all of the story told about them on the back of their packaging. I thought it was great. Um, I like a lot of that stuff. I think because a lot of it is full of potential and also no one then failed to use that potential. It all just sat there unused. 
Uh, it wasn't, you know, mishandled, so it, it feels fresher to me. Um, I love all that stuff. Uh, I think, like, for Titan's Return, that storybook press kit that went out where it was, like, these these really well done, like, you know, two-page spreads of, like, you know, read like a storybook where they were like, no, these are the Titan Masters. They're separate characters from the people whose heads they turn into. Like, I like, I'd like to know more about that world because it, it's not, it's an interesting idea that, like, Infinitus is, is actually a little dude and he's not Sentinel Prime. Uh... So I don't know, just all all those kind of vague ideas that feel like they're they're plump, full of juice. I like that stuff. Seth, was there ever anything you liked that only ever really showed up in like a a toy package bio or an advertisement? Well, one of the only things that jumps to mind is the Action Master commercial from back in the day. Oh God, yes. Where Optimus yeah. is explaining to everybody like to become powerful enough, we gotta give up the thing that makes us interesting. Yeah, but it was like, <laughs> because there were a couple commercials from that era leading up to that one that I think, I can't remember the studio now, but like the Scorponok commercial where he's like s- stepping on all the, the MicroMasters. Uh, maybe it was a MicroMaster commercial. Like some of that stuff just looks so good. I don't remember that one. There was some, like there was some really cool, I mean, th- I mean, this wasn't like its own continuity. This is like exact opposite of that. But I remember there were commercials for the G.I. Joe comic book that mm. had some really cool, quick animated segments that were basically the setup to that issue of the comic book. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. So it would be this quick little 20 seconds of animation and then, like, to find out the rest, read G.I. Joe and Marvel Comics. And then it would be a cover of that month's issue. There was a montage that went around... There's a montage that went around Facebook recently, uh, and it was again. It was it was a big commercial um, for the the Marvel comic books, but it was all the live action bits they ever did for like the toy commercials. Um, you know, with like the the kind of pro wrestler looking guy who played Duke, uh, with the big square jaw, and then like live action Cobra Commander. Um, there's, there's it's a montage that I saw just recently, and I was like, I would have watched a TV show done like that if the episodes were just like twelve minutes long. This is super straightforward, um, you know, very little nuance, just loud, corny, bombastic hamminess. Like, I would have loved that. Uh, and then someone was like, well, they, they did those for the cold opens on G.I. Joe Extreme. And I was like, I know. And as a kid, I remember I was mad because I'd see this cold open, which looked like this really cool kind of cheesy live action G.I. Joe. And then the rest of the episode would be animated. And just that kind of bummed me out because I liked I liked the live action bits. I think someone asked me after that if, like, I, I preferred the continuity where Optimus Prime is a giant puppet head in a hand waving Tommy Kennedy around. And I, I stopped the conversation after that. Anyway, uh, Seth uh, disconnected uh, briefly. He certainly was interested in what I was saying. He he wasn't just, you know, ignoring everything I said and not, not caring. He was disconnected on Skype is what happened. Yeah. Yes, Skype. Yeah. I blame Comcast again. Remember that episode a few weeks ago? Hey, our friends at Comcast, uh, go go sit on a nail. Uh, y'all suck. That's all I got. Yeah, after that episode where we were having so much trouble and it was a real pain in the butt, and I like tweeted like Comcast is garbage. Then Comcast cares reached out to me on Twitter and was like, "Oh no, we don't." 
want your experience to be bad. Can you um, follow us so we could DM you? No. And then it was just a bunch <laughs> of DMs that led to nothing. That's where I'd be like, no, just set your account so that you can receive DMs from people who aren't following you. It's a thing you can do now. If you're a customer service account, I dare say you should be doing it. Yeah. And it, it was just a couple of days going back and forth that led to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But it had been a while since this problem had has surfaced. But now here we are. Hey, throwbacks. Throwbacks. So it's a reference. Uh, I have another listener question for us. Oh, let's do it. This one comes from Blade Shadow. That's a edgy name. Well, yeah, blades have edges, so literally. It's... That sounds like the sort of the name a fan vote for Mythic Legions would come up with. Blade Shadow Everdark. Did you, like, tangenting, did you see the name that everyone voted for for that uh, so... fan figure? So I did, but I can't remember it anymore because <laughs> it was actually generic enough. That it went right out of my brain, went in one ear and out the. It was, was it like Nocturne Ever Shine? No, it was like Raven a Shadow Stab or something like that. <laughs> oh right, they, they put Raven in. And this is, I mean, here's the thing: a lot. Let's be honest. A lot of the Mythic Legion's names are like. A hundred syllables too long in that kind of way. <laughs> I mean, like my favorite boy, Gorgo Aether Blade. His name is Gorgo Aether Blade. Or like Gideon Heaven's Brand. <laughs> okay, it's going to be Ravena Nightshade. Yeah, that's... I, you know that's what? what the people voted for. That's up That's up to par with Mythic Legion's naming. That's, that's there with... Uh, <laughs> No, it's. I think it's on par with a fifteen-year-old who plays Dungeons and Dragons, and they're naming their thief character. That's what it's on par with. And it's that's a terrible name. That's what I'm saying. A lot of Mythic Legion names are on par with too. Well, this is particularly worse, and because it was voted on by people. This is true, but you know, maybe they're all drinking the Kool Aid, and they're like, "No, I love people whose names have sword and blade in them." So we'll. <laughs> We'll keep it going. There's another name that I remember really stuck out to me. But again, like names like that that go that far kind of go in one ear and out the other. So I don't even remember if there's a guy called like Gorejaw Iron Brew or something. It's when your first name has two to three syllables and your last name has four to five syllables and you're a fantasy character. Then I just I can't keep up with it anymore. Well, uh, it looks like they took the voting down for her weapon. Oh. The weapon voting was horrendous because it was all like like bright names like sun blade and all this kind of stuff and then the comments were just a bunch of people complaining because they had come up with like this goth ass name <laughs> then all the weapon names are like thun blade fun blade <laughs> i just bright don't thord <laughs> i don't know what it is about me but like i have trouble getting that in like what's the right word I think it's neat to vote on stuff, but when it doesn't go the way I want it to, I don't get upset when it comes to, like, you know, the name of a, of, of a character or something. Because it's not my character. So, like, I think that names, certain names are cool, but if I don't get them, then I don't get them. And I say this as the person who campaigned hard for Victorion and was, like, flipping out backwards out a window when, when it actually won. So... Well, one of the options in that weapon 
poll was none of the above. And that was winning by like a landslide. <laughs> so it looks like they just took it down and they'll probably try again later or something. Man, it's a, it's such a good idea and it sucks that it seems to be like... Like, I love I love the idea of fan-voted stuff. And I'm I'm surprised how much the Mythic Legion's fan voting seems to turn into like just like recruiting people into your giant army because y'all think this one idea is cool. And then none of the ideas are cool. Vote vote with your heart. In when it comes to Mythic Legions, like when you vote for actual important stuff, don't vote with your heart. Vote with your brain. Yeah. Uh, please, please vote with your brain. Um. Anyway. This all started because this listener's name is Blade Shadow. So there you go. <laughs> you should. Your name alone garners discussion. Um, that was on my end. That siren noise, not you, dear listener. You're fine. Uh, the question reads: Greeting podcasticons. Have any of you ever liked a toy due to the specific way it failed to match the source material? For example, since Nautica was introduced, I've longed for a toy of Alex Milne's design. That wish is yet ungranted, but I find Titan's Return Nautica works extremely well if I think of it as the 1987 G1 Nautica that never was. Have any of you uh, felt similarly about a figure? Looking forward to the discussion. Um, so I got an answer, but Seth, is there any uh, any figure you've seen that totally failed to match the source material, but that ended up working for you? Usually it seems... The other way around when I think of stuff like that, where it's the the cartoon or the comic book or something just didn't bother to make it look anything like the toy, like most of the uh, third season Transformers, like Cup and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cup doesn't look it wheelie. Oh, the cartoon wheelie looks like a very much idealized this is what we wish the toy could have been sort he's, of a thing he's very athletic that cartoon wheelie yeah and not like a weird hunchback gorilla monster with a face in his stomach yeah i, I i'm struggling to think of a transformer that really stands out in my mind as the toy the virgin because usually i mean it's pretty rare that we get get a toy based on a character from other media like comics. I mean, it's been happening more recently, like the whole thing with, a uh, um, what's his name? The samurai drift one. drift. I, I wanted to say blades, but, uh, I knew that was wrong. <laughs> that's a, that's a movie character. I think. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it does happen, but, not being that into like the comics and stuff it's it's past me so i usually see it from the other way around where the the cartoon or comics changes the toy greatly Mm. and then like in the case of wheelie so just sort of sticking with the the spirit of the question if not exactly what the intent of the question was like i love wheelie because of how just ridiculous the toy looks in comparison to the cartoon because the toy is ridiculous looking. Like, to the point of they, the animators are like, yeah, we just ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this looks stupid. I think that's I think that's still in line with the question in its own way. Uh, so my, my answer is a bit more wide-sweeping, but my answer is lots of the movie toys. Because, um, the, the, you know, a lot of the movie toys are simply not able to look like what the movie designs look like on screen. 
And often when the toys have to simplify those designs, they end up making those designs look better because they are slightly more simplified. The craziness of the visual is dialed back a bit. Um, easy example from the very first movie line, um, Blackout. Uh, the toy version of Blackout, I think, looks way cooler than the movie version because a lot of the crazy, like, you know, this part of my body's a bunch of metal knives hovering over a, an internal limb. Uh, the toy couldn't do that, so the toy has solid limbs in pl in places where the movie design I felt didn't, you know, or vice versa, other parts of the body. So there, there are a bunch of movie toys that I think look both cool and better than their on-screen counterparts. And uh, to me, that's that's the, the biggest answer to this question for my own taste. Just lots of movie toys end up looking better than their on-screen counterparts in, in ways I really enjoy, just because they have to solidify those designs a bit more for the, the, the price points they're going for. Um, and I, I say that as someone who also really enjoys the, you know, leader Optimus Prime, you know, big, you know, the, the Revenge of the Fallen one that, that went out of its way to look like the movie model. Like, I, I like the amount of work that went into that. But then you get stuff like Crab Tank Megatron or Evasion Optimus Prime, which are just freaking cool toys that are having to simplify, you know, the design that they are based on. And it just ends up being for the better, in my opinion. Um, I also can't I can't immediately think of a lot of other examples where I ended up liking the failure to match the source material more. Um, the only other thing that jumps to mind are some of the early Beast Machines toys. Uh, some of them definitely look a bit worse, but then like some of the Viacons, I kind of like how different they look. And, you know, using them as, like, different characters in a way is, is a way that I, I work that into my own little imagination. <clears throat> but uh, I would like to know from the listeners, like, some of your own answers to this. Because it's a really cool question. And I, I think it's it's a question that certainly isn't weird. I think there's a lot of times where something, like, you know, misses a mark but then ends up looking cool in its own way. I also really like the idea, because we, we talked about this before, of uh, maybe third parties doing this if it ever seemed viable of taking characters who were invented more recently and then like releasing a G1 toy of them as though they existed back in the the 80s. You know, like here's here's a G1 lockdown, you know, or in this case a 1987 Nautica from like, you know, the, the when the headmasters were new. I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah, I guess Windblade the original toy, the face looked pretty different mm. from the comic and the design. <laughs> but I don't like the toy face better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that is definitely in an opposite direction from the question. Uh there was something about that old that original Windblade head sculpt that I thought was kind of neat in that it was like here's Windblade designed to be just like a super stoic kind of generic character and then you know the moment she appeared in the comic books she got this completely fresher and I think better identity that's been reflected in, in even the Takara Tomy release of that same toy where they just went out of their way with paint to cover up the sculpt. Well, wasn't, uh, wasn't like the first art that Hasbro put out at the end of the voting, like that kind of predated the, or was the yeah. first time we saw her, the comic design? No, no. The first time we saw her was a piece of, a piece of Hasbro art where she looked a lot like that toy. Where she had the kind of like stoic, kind of eighties ish face. Oh, um, I want to say the paint design seemed like a letdown, or the way the paint was. I don't know. Maybe I had just misremembered what that 
that first Hasbro art looked like. She she had definitely more of like a kind of overbearing geisha look to her to the stuff on her face. Uh-huh. And I think it was like the Sarah Stone art um in that first miniseries that sort of dialed that down a bit and made it like, no, it's just the eyes have these red stripes and there's a storyline reason for them. And like let's calm down. Don't just <laughs> just need the one set of, of lines. Don't need to put all this other stuff on her cheeks and, and whatever. Um but yeah, I like that question a lot. Thank you, Blade Shadow. I also like your name. Scott. Yeah, roll a d20. Check against uh, melee weapons. Thacko. Check against your yeah. Thacko. Roll against your Thacko. Always roll against Thacko. Yeah. Uh, Seth, let's talk about what we got this week. Okay. Um, now, you had some great fortune a couple weeks ago. Uh, has that fortune continued? Are there just new Transformers pouring out of all of your Kmarts? No, not Kmart. What are you crazy? I'm just I'm I'm going for the wrongest answer as well. Kmart only stocks RID. That's right. Um I took notes to make sure that I got everything, but I'm gonna try to back out of the Skype app and I don't think it's gonna hang up on you. Okay. But I gotta get to my notes. No okay, worries. you're still there. Yeah. Um so I only have one thing on topic. Um that's not what I needed notes for. I could remember that. But I just realized, like, oh, man, am I going to remember everything for the off-topic? Because I got a few things. Anyway, oh. I got Masterpiece Grapple. Masterpiece Grapple. I uh, He's still sitting in a in a private warehouse because I I assumed he'd be so much like Inferno. I was like, oh, I'll just wait till it's nearly 60 days and I'll ship him with whatever's new. But then right, I heard so, that he's a lot different. So a while ago, I mentioned that I'd gotten Inferno and you were all excited. And you were like, oh, my God, I can't wait to talk about it. And I was like, well, I didn't open it yet and then i kind of just never got around to opening it so i experienced grapple before i experienced inferno to the point of i still have an open inferno oh no um i brought the box downstairs (laughs) and i was gonna open it this morning but then didn't get to it and then there wasn't any time after i got home before we started recording uh so yeah i still have an open inferno but i opened grapple and i played with him and i expect that he's quite similar in his transformation Mm. because i don't really expect there's that much difference that's why i so i never actually looked into what the differences were because i wanted to try to keep that as a pleasant little surprise uh-huh. uh and then so i caught bits and pieces but it's all really weird minor stuff like just like the best way you could put it is like quality of life upgrades so like i think one of them was like this is some part on grapple that sort of clicks into place really well but on in on, on inferno it would just kind of like rely on the friction of the joint and I don't remember what it was, hmm. but I, I, yeah, I assume that the meat of his transformation is still the same, like with the leg panels and stuff. Yeah. So that figure seems really complex in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases it's really neat, like how his big long crane arm just completely disappears into the, into the body. Yeah. Um, that's pretty neat. I was pretty impressed with that. But then there's tons of just tiny little bits. Tiny little bits that need to be unpegged and moved out of the way and then flipped around and folded over to the point of one of the things that I really like about the Hasui cars were how kind of geniusly simple they were. Mm-hmm. And Grapple is 
drifting more into being fiddly. Yeah. Um, I think it's to an appropriate end because the results are good. But it's not what I'm having as much fun with transforming. It's, I think, something that it's because of the skew towards trying to match the animation models more. Um, When you do that, you have to have all these weird little fiddly bits to cover for the weirdness of 2D animated models. Right. And uh, and yeah, like it, it, I, I totally agree. Like I don't I don't I didn't find I mean, I don't know how different it is, if at all. I found Inferno was still fine, but he did have weird little things like the front wheel fenders like on Inferno. They fold down like about 15 degrees because that's what his animation model looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I get it, but I also am kind of like forgetting to do that step half the time. Because it doesn't occur naturally, and you're right. Like the Hasui era cars were just full of very natural motions, of like you know this feels like I'm doing the thing I feel like I'm supposed to do, because I'm not trying to also manipulate this into a cartoon model. And I'll say like you know it's just it's a very different thing. It's not like yeah. I think it's worse, but it is different. Yeah, like with those cars, um, they felt a lot like. You're doing a lot of the stuff you did with the the original G1 toy, but then also a few more steps to make it modern. Mm-hmm. Where this didn't feel like like a old grapple hardly at all. Yeah, and you know to get the effect, I mean, it had to be that way. It's just different, and like I'm happy with the effect. Um, now I chose to go with the optional parts that made it a little more toy than cartoon. Oh, like the chrome bits. Yeah, like yeah, the less simplified chest piece and the uh, the black head helmet. So he has the two head helmet parts, like yellow and black. And then I wasn't a hundred percent sure, so I go looking for pictures, and it looks like uh, they did both in the cartoon at one point or another. Yep, because I found animation frames where. <laughs> It was black and one was yellow, but the original G1 toy was black. So I put that on and then he has four faces uh, that are of different style. Like one has lines coming down the cheeks from from the middle bottom of the eyes. Yeah. uh, And one doesn't. So then it was like, okay, now I have to figure out which one of these is supposed to be the cartoon. Do Do all four faces work with both helmets? I think so. I mean, yeah, well, they fit together. Okay, because th- so this is the thing on Inferno. He has two different helmets and four different faces, but two of the faces only work in one of the different helmets. So he's got oh. two faces for one helmet and two faces for the other helmet, but okay. the four expressions are all different. So he well, has to be wearing a certain helmet if you want his mouth open. <laughs> okay, well, I I just assumed that they all work. I haven't actually tried. Uh, okay, because um, if it does start to feel weird, then that's a holdover from Inferno. Yeah, but, I mean, they're so not that different looking. I mean, really, the only difference seems to be one has the panel lines coming down from the eyes. Yeah. So, uh, on, on Inferno, if I remember right, he's not near me right now. They, like, it's literally the shape of the forehead is different, so it just doesn't fit into one of the helmets, right? Oh, I'll have to check that out. It's all downstairs right now. Yeah, and, and also, I thought that decision was a really stupid one. I was like, this is taking it too far. You know, just let me have all four faces on both helmets. It doesn't matter. Like one of them has a slightly more square jaw to go with the other helmet. And I'm like, 
I can't bring myself to care, and I'm kind of mad that the toy cares more than I do. <laughs> like about which face goes with which helmet. Yeah. Yeah, no, so... Um, he comes with cool accessories, like the little solar gatherer thing. I forget the exact name of now. From, mm. like, the one episode, Grapple was in a bunch. Um, and then, like, a screwdriver kind of a thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all right. I mean, I really like that trick of how the, the whole crane arm disappears. I think that trick... That was impressive. That that trick plus the way some of the leg parts move, like they they do sell that design to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like th- those are some some genius pieces of engineering. Yeah, but in general, like both grapple and uh, and uh, Ironhide are just a lot flatter and smoother. Like in general, like there's big flat smooth sections to their to their form. Yeah. So I'm starting to worry that they're not all going to look good together on the shelf. I like I just don't think they do myself, but a lot of people get argumentative about that. So, uh, you know, I accept like, you know, there's, there's different levels of kind of fog people can put onto their displays and like there's a way to make it work, I think. Yeah, it just to me, it sticks out so much. Like every time it comes up when I'm like that upcoming new masterpiece Megatron, I think looks terrible next to MP10 because they're so aesthetically different. And like every time I say it, someone will just be like, you're crazy. They look perfect together. I'm like, all right, like we clearly are seeing different stuff. (laughs) Yeah, well, the detail shelf that I had uh, the cars on or the Autobots, it was basically just Tsui cars. And then I had misplaced my MP10 in the move. And recently rediscovered it just last weekend. I found it, mm. but I can't find the gun. Uh oh! <laughs> it's probably in the. Wait, did you open his back? No, because the gun can fold up to store inside his back. Oh, I forgot about that. It, I should look. It might be in there <laughs> because I didn't misplace the trailer. Yeah, and I knew there was a bunch of stuff that I'd thrown in the trailer, so I went, "Well, I'll just go open up the trailer, and surely the gun will be in there." No, it's, it was just a um, roller spike and the energy axe. Now, there's a good chance then that you'd, you'd folded it up into his back because that happened to me once when I hadn't messed with MP10 for a while, and I was like, "Where the hell is his gun?" And I was like, "Wait a second, there's a little black rectangle protruding from his spine, and that looks like a separate piece." Oh, right, there's a backpack hinge. Right. So, yeah, so the shelf was pretty filled with all them cars. And, like, I didn't have Ironhide in there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to rotate some of these guys out. I'm going to thin the herd. Like, I don't need all three um, Fair Lady Zs in there. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep it to the most easy-to-remember Autobots from G1. So I'm, I'm going to keep... Uh, um, prowl in there of the three even though I love blue streak a lot uh, the colors are great um, and so I can make room for grapple and even though he's not especially recognizable he's new and I wanted to put him in there uh, MP10 and Ironhide and that's when I really started noticing the the difference in the style with Ironhide and grapple 
Mm-hmm. Because this is the first time I really had them in amongst the others and not just sort of by themselves in a different room. Yeah. But maybe Smokescreen goes well with those guys because, you know. I think Smokescreen's the guy you put between them to be like the visual sort of the gradient. Missing link. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the you... masterpiece missing link. Did you see that someone uh, has has the new masterpiece Megatron and put up a video? No. Okay, you know it's it, it's it's a sideways video. Oh yes, I I saw that you tweeted about it, and I opened it up just for a few seconds. I didn't have time to like watch or listen. Yes, okay. I remember now. So the 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 thing to take from that video, if you go to the near the very end, the guy actually moves the shoulder joint up and down a bit. Uh huh. It sounds like there's a whole lot of good tight ratchets in that shoulder joint. That's kind of exciting. And then he puts the stupid mind control hat onto Megatron's head, and it totally <laughs> just, it just slips right on like a glove. And that's what the whole so the video is like ninety percent the clamshell sideways, and then it, or no, it's the clamshell lying sideways, and the camera's the right way, and then it's the toy standing there, but the camera's sideways. And then in the very last, like, 30, 40 seconds, the shoulders actually get moved around a bit. And then that's kind of neat. And then the video's over. But ratchet, ratcheting shoulders makes me happy. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that figure. That guy's out next month, I think. End of next month. No oh boy. That's that's happening. Because Inferno and Grapple happen pretty quick. One after the other. Hmm. Well, I think I was kind of hoping for more of a gap before we got to Megatron. I think what happened was, if I remember right, wasn't Inferno going to come out a lot sooner and then he got delayed like one and a half times? I don't remember now. I have a feeling that's... I don't remember. Because I remember originally when they first went out for pre-orders thinking, wow, that's a long pause before Grapple. And then I think Inferno got pushed back. And also Cheetor got pushed back as well. They're They're not hitting their targets super well. Oh, yeah, if I had gotten Cheetor, then I'd really be worried about Megatron coming so soon. Yeah. But I skipped it, because animals. Because they aren't G1. They aren't cool cars and guns. And Cheetor's got, like, two guns. Yeah, but he's not a gun. Oh. One of his guns has his intestines on the back. If Cheetor is so great... Then why is he an animal that that is almost extinct? Because he's the one that's not dead, leaving them almost extinct rather than fully extinct. So he's the best one. Okay. Cheetor is best cheetah. Um, no, the best cheetah is Chester Cheetah from Cheetos. Is he, though? Yeah, because he's got Cheetos. Yeah, but people having Cheetos doesn't make me think they're cool. I have Cheetos. Like people who just I have ate a bag Cheetos. Of Cheetos downstairs. Yeah, I mean, no, no offense to you as a person with Cheetos, but like, y'all are like, I just ate some Cheetos, now I want to touch your things, and I always have to be like, no, don't do that. No, I don't do that. Okay, you're one of the good ones. I lick the Cheeto stuff off my fingers. Well, that, but it doesn't leave if you just lick it off. You still got orange stain. Well, if the bag is small enough, like it's not a big full size chip bag. Yeah. Like if it's a bag that you could hold in your hand, then I'll never touch their Cheetos. I'll just shake them <laughs> into my mouth. 
I never touch the Cheetos when I eat them. No. Well, you just shake them in your mouth, and then you don't get them on your fingers. But you got to be careful you don't end up with too many in your mouth to where you can't get them all in. And then you just have, like, a bunch of Cheetos sticking out of your mouth. Like, do you remember the pictures of, like, the guy from, like, the Guinness Book of World Records for, for, like, smoking the most cigarettes at the same time? Yeah. And it looks like a beehive jammed in his gaping maw. Yeah. It's like that, but Cheetos. Oh. You got to be careful that you don't end up shaking too many Cheetos in there. But you know what you got to get? You got to get one of those Cheeto pokers. It's like a stick you use to, like, poke the Cheetos out of the bag and eat them daintily like, one at a time. I like how you said that as though there is an official <laughs> Cheeto poker. Yeah, don't you have a Cheeto poker if you have Cheetos in your household? Maybe if you eat them with chopsticks, that's the perfect solution. It probably is, because they're so lumpy that it's not hard to pick them up with chopsticks. Yeah. Gotta get me some Cheeto chopsticks. Some, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to portmanteau it, because it sounds in my head like it should work, but nothing's working. Yeah. Damn it. I'm just all this just happening because is because they're chi and chop. Yeah, I'm just saying But then they don't go together after that. You can't say cheap sticks. That just sounds stupid. That's insult. That sounds insulting to the chopstick manufacturer. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? Some chopsticks are garbage. All right. Speaking of someone who uses or who has used chopsticks very often in the past. <laughs> Actually, I've not used them very much of late because I found when I'm in my own home and I have like, you know, some some general Tao chicken, which isn't even really Chinese food. And I have like some fried rice. I just want to eat it with a fork. Because the chicken has all the sticky sauce that picks up the rice. Yeah, I haven't been to a Chinese restaurant in a while, but the way it's served. um, Like. American style Chinese food. I find it be kind of a hassle to try to eat with chopsticks. Yeah, because it's, it's covered in gloop. Yeah, and I don't. It seems easier to eat from a bowl. Like if you have a bowl and then you put rice in it, then you put some stuff on it, and then eat the stuff along with the rice, and then put some more on top. That works way better. The gloop also helps stick the rice together. Um, but when I go to Japanese restaurants, the way it's presented seems easier to deal with. Whatever I've ordered like not just sushi but like to forget other stuff mm. like some sort of a box like those a bento box yeah bento box yeah i I'm, almost said bento box and then i got afraid that i was misremembering and bento is something else <laughs> and then i bailed i can't remember if bento means lunch or like like poop receptacle or a specific thing like a specific food. I went I, I went and had a really good bukkake box. It was great. Oh. I had a bukkake box. What? Uh, what? Lots of... <laughs> lots of gloop. What? Who said that? That's terrible. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, my gosh. Seth, I, I didn't really get anything uh, on topic that I've I've opened up to mess with. Oh, bummer. Uh, I haven't got anything new to present to the class. I got something else on topic today, but I mean, I just got home before we started recording. So I didn't open it, which means I already got something for next time. Hey! Uh, 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 uh. I feel real dumb, though, because um, I went to Walgreens, Toys R Us, and Target today. And whilst at Toys R Us, 
I forgot to check the transformer section. Oh my god. Oh my god. But in my defense, they've moved it and shrunk it down drastically. I mean, I have seen a lot of tiny transformer sections of late. So I think I looked down the aisle where they hid it and couldn't see it from or anything from the end that I was at and thought, well, I think I've seen everything. I've got and the- then we ended up feeling a bunch of Lego blind bags and then I was just completely mind frazzled by the time we were done with that i've got that weird collector thing where if i'm in a place that i know has transformers and i don't confirm that there are or aren't new transformers i'm convinced there are new transformers and i miss them it's like a really stupid collector psychological thing yeah no i think the the lego minifigs frazzled my brain a bit a bag molestation hot in that store and i was wearing a jacket and I oh. really wish I wasn't wearing a jacket. I was. By the time you we were done going through the minifig bags, I could smell my bo cooking inside the jacket. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> take your jacket off before you start molesting Lego bags. Yeah, I should have just left in the car. Just drop it on the floor. Like I got business to do. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. Yeah, but now we have all the Lego Movie Batman minifigs. Have you still not seen the movie? I haven't seen the movie. Oh, man. I saw it, and I don't have any of the minifigs. It's like we're opposite people. Yeah, just like with Mythic Legions. You know all the names and backstories, then I don't. Yeah, I mean... Except for then, you didn't have any of the toys either. Yeah, I don't want to know all the names and backstories. I just do. That's not my fault. But seeing the movie, that's an easier thing. Like, you can do or do not, that kind of thing. I don't go to movies as often as I used to. I did see Logan, though. I saw so, Logan last weekend. I was going to see that this week, and then it, we had a sudden snowstorm, and I didn't really want to go out unless I had to. And then whenever I was out, I wanted to get home quickly so my face wouldn't get torn off by Arctic wind. Uh, so I, me, and my, me and my brother were going to see that this last week, so we're probably going to see it this coming week. Here's my non-spoiler review. Um, this is the first X-Men movie... I've seen in the theater and I saw like the original run. I haven't seen any of the, the Wolverine standalone movies or any of the uh, post um, like the, the post um, first class movies in the theater. Mm. Um, And then I haven't even seen all of them period. I've skipped a bunch, Um, but this is the first time I finished watching an X-Men movie. And didn't start complaining about it. <laughs> hey, that makes me more. I mean, I, yeah. I have a thing I'm afraid of when I see it, which is that like the reason I almost didn't see it is I just don't really feel like watching a really sad story. And I got the impression that it might really bum me out while it being gets heavy. good. Yeah, it's heavy, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty bleak. Um. And then I don't want to get into any kind of detail on yeah, yeah. what makes it bleak. But uh, um, there was some really good casting. Stephen Merchant as Caliban is perfect. Like, before they even said the name Caliban, as soon as you saw him on screen, I was like, oh, dude, is Stephen Merchant playing Caliban? And then be, they don't say his name right away. Mm. But then when it is confirmed that he is, in fact, Caliban, I was like, oh, perfect. And he looks great. 
he looks like Caliban. This is amazing. Um, and then uh, I I like the movie version of Donald Price better than the comic book version. I never liked Donald Price in the comics. <laughs> and but the movie version, I'm like, oh, this dude seems like a like a cool thing. I like this Donald Price. And they they better. finally they finally satisfied you with Hugh Jackman's apparent final performance. Yeah. Well, and Hugh Jackman like he's always done the best he can with that character. Mm-hmm. I just like I don't I never got the sense that Hugh Jackman was like phoning it in or just doing it for a paycheck or something. It always seemed like he was doing the best he could do. I just think he was given garbage material. And I just my nitpick is he's just too tall. But um I've always thought he did a good job. Mm. And he does a great job in this. Patrick Stewart does a great job in this. The little girl that plays X twenty three is fantastic, and I'm yeah I'm I'm excited to see it. My my brother talked me into it because he really wanted to see it, and I was like I might get sad. And he was like That's all right, we'll, we'll get sad together. And I was like Okay, fine. You have to confront your emotions. <laughs> Come, brother. <laughs> we, we will support each other when we watch Logan. <laughs> It's like a real it's like a real anime moment when he says come brother yeah. too like he's like oh come oh, on oh, brother oh. and like he puts an, a a hand out to like help you up yeah and but I it's look- not like it's not like you were crumpled on the ground or anything you were just sitting in a chair yeah <laughs> but I, I still come brother I still look up at him with animated <laughs> shimmer in my eyes yeah there's like some sunbeams coming through a window yeah <laughs> some Cherry blossoms are falling. <laughs> and in a much higher pitched voice, I'm just like, hi. But then once you get to your feet, like in a big boom, you're like, we will see this movie. And then yeah. like flames erupt behind you. And I have like 15 more lines drawn on my face. Yeah. That's basically. I will order a large popcorn. Oh, yo, no, we're <laughs> going to see it VIP. So we, you know. If you go, if you pay to get VIP, then it might. It's a, it's a, it's a horrible like cycle of spent money. But in my opinion, if you, if you have to see it VIP, which is more comfortable, I feel obligated to then purchase like a sandwich. So what's VIP? So VIP over here is you get armchairs, and uh, they have like a drinks menu and a food menu, and it's pretty darn good. I think we might be getting something like that. Because this is what happened when we went to the theater. In the lobby, where there used to be the big giant D-Box demo, which disappeared a couple years ago. I don't think they do D-Box anymore. So I missed my chance. Um, now there's like this black cushy chair that's like probably fake leather, but it looks like leather. With a flip-out table attached to it. I was like, man, what's this? Just sitting here with no explanation. <laughs> and then when we go into the the uh, screening room that we were seeing the movie in, like down on the floor under the screen was this, like the whole width of the screen. This is in one of the two like really big screens that they have at this place. Yeah. 
um, was a row of big cardboard boxes. And my girlfriend's like, what the hell is this? I'm like, I bet those are those chairs. Yeah. I bet they're putting in a row of crazy chairs. So that's making me a bit jealous because the one problem with the VIP that I go to is the table, you know, thing is built into the side of the chairs. Like it's like a part of the armrest. So if you have like plate food, it's at your side and you can't pull it out in front of you without it all getting uncomfortable. You have to hold it in front of you. And there's no if I if there was a flip out table that like went over my lap, then I think it flipped out. I don't know. No, I I would be flipping out. That's what I would be doing. Um, but yeah, Seth, let's let's get into some off topic. What we got? Boom, Clo- Lego Batman up. minifigs. Yeah, the so rest of them. You got all of them. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but you got all of them. Yeah. So what happened was the first time we came across them was at a Target. And my girlfriend just grabbed a few and oh no, it was like the only ones they had. They had like five or something. And she just went, let's just get them and hope for there's no doubles. And there weren't. Hey. And then we went to a Walgreens several weeks later after not having seen them anywhere since. Like we went back to Target and they were all gone and then never saw them again. Then saw some at Walgreens and there was just a few. And she was like, well, let's just grab them and hope for the best. And there was no doubles in that set, and none of them were doubles from the first time. And then we never saw them again. Until today. Toys R Us had loads of them. So we felt the bags and found the 11 we were missing, which yeah. is a lot. <laughs> but we felt the bags proper, and we got them all. So we're done until next time. I hope next time isn't for a while. Well, I mean, like, is there a date on Lego Movie 2? I don't know. All right. Yeah, you probably got a while. Well, there'll probably be some just regular minifig wave of just random stuff before then. Oh, you you still care about those? Probably. All right. <laughs> well, it's more does my girlfriend care about them. Yeah. Because she sort of took over caring about that stuff. It's <laughs> my department now. I had kind of gotten over it. Um, then she came along and she got into it. So I'm like the support team helping her feel the bags. I'm and she's still... become better at the bag feeling than me. Well, you're both better at it than me because I just suck at it. The student became the master. There are always two. That's the Sith. That's the Sith thing. Yeah. She is kind of Darth-like sometimes. Darth-like? Yeah. So did you want to do that back and forth thing? Like, do you want to talk about something? Yeah, uh... Because I got a bunch of more stuff. I'm trying to remember if I really got anything else. Because I've I've been been really (laughs) focused on, like, writing some reviews for things I've had for a while. But when I start writing reviews, they become a new thing to me uh, in the moment. And so I was about to go, like, well, I just got Masterpiece Cheetor. But, like, I've talked about him on two podcasts now. Um, I don't think I got anything fresh lately. Uh, I've just been like I got I got a little thing that's actually halfway on topic because I got the the add on set for the Mastermind Creations Overlord, but there's not a whole lot to say about it because I haven't really opened it yet. Uh-huh. It's like the two Power Masters. I messed with I opened it to mess with one of the Power Masters. They were cool, but I haven't like actually plugged them into Overlord or anything yet. Um, 
So yeah, I I had a feeling I had something off topic, but I don't remember anymore. I uh I went to Toronto Comic Con. It's kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh I saw actually a really cool Nightcrawler cosplay. Um the dude had actually like modified some uh some shoes to like make it look like he had like two uh, two huge toes. Huh. And he was totally pulling like a really good like you know wide-legged stance nightcrawler pose like kind of crouched. And I thought that was really cool. I saw a lot of really cool cosplay. I know for some reason I really like seeing cool cosplay, but I I still never feel I always feel weird about going up to ask to take a picture even though like cosplayers have told me they love it when people do that. Yeah. Like I always for some reason I always default to well I'm just going to be a nuisance. They they're they're talking to people who are way into what they're doing and all I'm going to want to do is like can I take a picture. Um so I, I didn't I didn't pester anyone for photos, but I saw some really cool cosplay there. Well, you tweeted a photo with a decent looking Overwatch tracer in the background. Yeah. So uh, you sort of took a picture with a cosplayer. Over Overwatch <laughs> was all over the place and like a lot of it looked really good. Uh, I was really impressed. Yeah, that, that Tracer cosplayer looked, looked awesome. There were a number of D.Va cosplayers who very much, like, you know, at a distance. I was I, I was like, wait, didn't I see that cosplayer in the other room? And then, like, I'd pass by them and be like, oh, no, that's a different person. This D.Va seems to be a very popular and well-done costume right now. Um, well, if you go on Etsy and type in Overwatch, you could basically just buy a diva costume pretty easy it looks like that's the impression i got including the gun yeah um it looks like you could get pretty much any overwatch weapon on etsy you might have to finish it they might just send you a bag of parts and then you got to sand them assemble them and paint it yourself but i've seen everything from soldier 76's mask to reaper's shotguns I'm not surprised. Like Overwatch is is extremely popular. Uh, Tell me about it. It's been the only video game I've been playing for like a year now. <laughs> I still need to start playing it. Yeah, you do. So I went. I played a VR thing today, and while I was getting set up for it, the guy was like, "So what do you what do you what do you play?" And I mentioned stuff, and he's like, "Oh, you should try playing Overwatch." And I was like, "I was like, I related to him the story of me and Overwatch, which is I always want to play it." But then someone is like, oh, no, there's an event coming. You should wait and then start playing during the event. You'll get all these loot boxes. I'm like, all right. Then when the event comes, I never have the time to play it. And then when I think about playing it, the event is almost over. And I'm like, well, I don't want to like get three loot boxes from some event and never get them again. I'll wait for the next one. And it's been like that since like. Well, whenever I tell you to play it, it isn't wait for an event. It's, hey, the event's happening. Get going. Yeah. Jerk. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, I got other stuff I want to do first. And then I forget about it. Because you'll fly through a bunch of levels. And I know. you can get a bunch of extra loot boxes if you uh, go into a arcade mode. Well, arcade the, mode's like the mode where nobody's going to really get upset if you're goofing around. The, the next event, I am going to start playing Overwatch. What if the event is really dumb and you don't care about it? I'm going to take ownership of it and make myself care about it. Well, by then, Orissa will probably be playable. Yeah, that's right that's what i'm waiting for <laughs> she's like a robot centaur lady robot yeah I, I heard i heard a description on the beast cast and it sounded cool uh but i also played this interesting thing from mirage vr which is some company in markham who do like event spaces and so they took the oculus rift and they took body 
scanning technology that like or uh, you know motion capture technology that is used in like films and so what they did is they have this game uh and they they suit you up so they 3d printed these things to follow your body parts which have like little sticks with gray balls on the end so they 3d printed all that so it's a set of shoes that you slip on over your regular shoes where you get all these little like orbs sticking off your shoes and then these uh things you stick on your wrists with orbs all over them and then they give you a backpack with a bunch of a bunch of spheres on it but the backpack also has an entire pc inside so that like you're not tethered to anything and then an oculus headset and uh, they have these cameras set up all around the play space and so basically you're walking around in this world and if you hold your hands up in front of you you can see your hands uh, apparently this they said this technology is they're working on getting it all to work with the Oculus Touch. They just haven't they didn't bring anything with them to this show. Uh, but it was really cool. Like they put this sword prop down on the floor and they told me because I was the warrior. They were like, go pick up the sword. And I like went over and picked up the sword and I didn't re- I, I missed the part where it was going to be a physical sword. So I reached down to pick it up and I got startled when there was actually a sword lying on the floor. It was just like a handle. It's not an actual full sword. And I knocked it over. And then the sword in the game got knocked over and it was all stupid looking and I was laughing my head off. Uh, I think I might have seen video of that from some other place that was being demoed. Yeah, it it was really cool. Uh, And that was kind of the the big thing I did at Comic-Con. Like I I got a media badge and got contacted by them because they were emailing everyone with media access and they were like, would you like schedule an appointment? I was like, sure. Uh... And I tried to film it, but I didn't have any crew with me. And I asked them where to put the camera. And the place they had me put the camera was probably the worst place I could have put a camera on a tripod to capture the event. Because I'm, I'm like me and the other two people are way off in the distance. And like in like the corner of the picture. So it looks terrible. I don't know what I'll do with the footage. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a really cool experience. Um, it was, uh, you know, another one of those things where I'm like, hey, VR is pretty cool. Can you crop it? In editing, in a way that doesn't pixelate it, make it look awful? Probably not. I think I might just put it up and just narrate over it and go like, hey, here's me knocking over the sword way off in the distance. You can see it fall over. Uh, The worst part was when I was getting suited up, they're like, oh yeah, we can get gameplay capture for you. I was like, great. And then when we finished, I was like, so that gameplay capture, and it was a different person. They're like, oh, we didn't record that one. I was like, all right, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, no, we could get it. We didn't say we would, just we could. Yeah, and then they were like, we could just send you some generic gameplay capture, and you know everyone kind of does the same mission. And I was like, okay, cool. But in the back of my head, I was like, listen, I'm not like from some stupid news company where I'm just going to put a bunch of unrelated footage together and go like, virtual reality is a real reality at the comic convention. Uh, but it was still a really cool experience. <laughs> it's a shame I couldn't document it better. That sounds like a really great, like, local news story about VR of somebody who doesn't really care or know anything about it. Like virtual reality is finally a reality. Yep. Yep. That was the theme I was going for. It's like, you know, down at this year, this is Chet Fosterfield back to you. Once again, this weekend, comic fans of the world converge to the Mecca of comic books comic con vention uh check out these costume players <laughs> they must love warcraft 
It's a bunch of Overwatch cosplayers. Uh, I also went to the, through the dealer room. Um, and you know what? There were a lot of comic books in the Comic-Con dealer room. And that, uh, that took me aback, because you know how Comic-Cons are nowadays. There's usually no mm. comics involved. <laughs> uh, but there were, like, several tables that were devoted to old comics. There was even a table that had a bunch of, I guess, really valuable old issues of, you know, classic series. Like, I recognize a lot of the covers um, from my days of youth reading graphic novels. Uh, but they were all, like, 150 bucks each, and there was, like, tape in front of them going, like, do not touch. Um, and that was cool to see. There were also, Seth, I don't know if you heard of these, there were a lot of Funko Pop vinyls. Mm. I found at least four or five booths that were 90 to 100% pop vinyls. That's a, that's a bummer. And they all had signs saying special discount, buy three. For... <laughs> <laughs> buy one, get four free. <laughs> get them out of here. And I was going to joke that no one can sell them anymore, but in one of the, the booths that actually didn't, that was like 10% pop vinyls and also had a special deal, someone was really excited. It was like, oh my God, I could finally finish my set. Look, it's three for 40 bucks. It's so cheap. I could finally finish the set. And I was like, all right, there's still an audience somewhere. Yeah, it almost reminds me of that 2007 BotCon, my first BotCon. Uh, there was a booth that had just tons of those Transformer busts that were happening at that time. There oh, yeah, loads yeah. of them. And they were blowing them out at the end of the last day. That was the manufacturer. Oh, okay. That's why they had so many. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember someone running up to me and being like, dude, it's like two for ten bucks or something ridiculous. And he goes, I bought a bunch of them. You should get some. They're so cheap. I'm like, I don't want them. They're like, yeah, but it's so cheap. You might as well just get a bunch. I'm like, but why? So I could take them home and not want them there? <laughs> like, I don't, I hate them. Yeah, I remember that sale because they, like, they were, they had them just lying all over the floor, if I remember right. <laughs> just in stacks. Because they, I think they were trying to clear out the warehouse so they wouldn't have to pay for the warehouse space anymore. Uh, this is Hard Hero era. Yeah. And and I remember that was one of the first times because in 2007, I would have very easily bought stuff because it's cheap and related to things I like. And I remember that was one of the first times where I looked at stuff that's Transformers related and collector oriented and cheap. And I went like, I'm going to skip it. I almost bought some of those, but I ended up buying none of them. And I remember I remember for years after that. One of the most common things people tried to get rid of were those busts. Because a lot of people bought a lot of them and then realized they didn't want them. Could you imagine buying a lot of them at their full price? <laughs> no. I couldn't. Could you imagine actually wanting them when they came out? <laughs> to be honest, no. But Because I'm on record of not liking statues. Yeah. But a bust is even worse because it's not even the whole figure. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel. And I, I don't know. The problem is that because Although I really wanted to buy a bust a couple weeks ago that I saw. Which one? At the Home Goods store. Oh, it wasn't any sort of licensed character. It was a bust of a dog wearing a suit and tie. At that point, couldn't they just finish sculpting the dog in the suit and tie? I don't know, but I came really close to buying it. Until I saw it was forty bucks, and I was nah. like, "Yeah, it's too." If this was twenty bucks, then it would still be too much. <laughs> I uh, I would have bought it at twenty bucks. <laughs> I guess. 
I would have bought it at 20 bucks, not 40. The, the thing that always bums me out a little bit is there's no dialogue for me to have with people who do like statues and busts because it's just it's so binary. It's yeah. like there's nothing I can say and there's nothing they can say. We simply like or do not like, you know, the opposite feeling towards the same thing. Well, part of the reason why I would have bought it at 20 bucks is because I said, if this is 20 bucks, I'm going to buy it. And my girlfriend was like, no, you're not. And I went, oh, are you doubting me? Try is that me. A challenge. I'm like, if this is 20 bucks, I'm going to buy it just to prove to you that I will. And uh, then it was 40 bucks. I went, nah. That would be a really. In, in high, now that we're over here, not in that moment, we're looking at past Seth. That, that would have been a really dumb reason to buy something. <laughs> no one challenges me. <laughs> call my bluff. This $20 call is well my spent. Bluff. This is $20 spent for my, for my, my pride, for my yeah. honor. What is a man without honor? Miserable pile of secrets. Yeah. The, the really crummy anime character. <laughs> um, okay, should we get back to stuff we got? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think there's anything else at Comic-Con to talk about. But I, the, the thing about... Did you buy anything at Comic-Con? No, I don't really have... How many much, pops did you get? I'm, listen, it was a good deal, all right? Uh, I, I got a lot of footage of pop vinyls. So almost specifically, I just wanted to film all the different giant walls of pop vinyls, but I didn't. I didn't buy anything. There, there was a lot of there were a lot of figures there actually, a lot more toys than I thought there were going to be. Um, but a lot of it was like dealers I recognized from TFCon and r- related conventions. And in one of the tables was just Silver Snail, and I was like, I can just go to Silver Snail to get this. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't. I didn't end up buying anything. I also didn't have much cash, so I was like, whatever. A, this is a great time to not really have much cash is when I'm in the dealer room of a major comic convention because then I'm not going to make stupid decisions. Uh, cool. But I, I got a lot, of, a lot of interesting footage and I also realized that a big comic convention like that, which is focused on comics and, and movies um, with no toy exhibitors, I got really bored after about an hour and a half, two hours because I was also there alone by myself. And so, like, with no crew to hang out with uh, and follow around to things uh, and no stuff that directly engages my own interests, I was, I was, I felt guilty about leaving as early as I did. You had nobody to bully into buying stuff that you weren't going to buy? Yeah, there was no one to, to, like, two of the exclusives. The exclusives were a bunch of stuff that wasn't figures and then two statues of Kirk and Spock. And I would have loved to try to pressure someone into buying stupid star trek statues but i, ha- I had nobody <laughs> so uh i felt i felt i felt like man i I, sh- I felt like i should be getting more coverage out of this show but it was crowded and there was nowhere to set up things for interviews and there was nobody whose work i was aware of enough to justify an interview outside of a couple of the artists but then they were they were actually selling things so i felt like well i shouldn't barge in and interrupt the transaction of sales because they should sell things. Artist alley tables are probably expensive. Uh, so I, I, you know, I had enough experiences. I had my VR thing and I was like, I feel satisfied, I guess. And I made my way out. Also, I, I calculated the, on my way over there, I had a great uh, time to, to lightsaber ratio. Because, uh, you know, when a convention's in town, it's kind of like there's a certain countdown until you see a piece of cosplay on public transit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made it two stops on the subway before I saw someone with two little lightsabers sticking out of their backpack. 
And I was like, all right, I'm on the right train. I'm going the right direction. <laughs> also, it was a girl who I think was cosplaying Ahsoka with like the two short lightsabers or the what, you know, like whatever the word is for the, the lightsaber style she uses. And I was like, that's a deep cut cosplay. I appreciate that. That's pretty cool. Was that the only Ahsoka thing about her? I mean, like she was doing the thing where you could kind of see she's wearing a costume from the waist down. And I think that she was wearing Ahsoka's costume from the waist down, but I couldn't quite remember. Well, if you're really going to be doing Ahsoka, you need that big headpiece. And well, she, she had a big backpack with two okay. lightsabers sticking out of it. So I kind of assumed that there was a bunch of that Twi'lek stuff in there. You're going to catch so much grief. Oh, what, whatever oh, it is. Oh, you're going to catch so much grief. The horn things, the, the oh, horn Twi'leks. Oh tw- it the, was nice knowing you, buddy. The, the Edgelex, because they got the ridges on their Twi'lek things. Look, they all look the same to me, okay? They, they, all, Ooh, they all got those things sticking off their heads. Man. You're a space racist. No, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, I was also going to say that that was, I thought... I was like, it's weird how I'm only seeing one person in costume on transit. I stepped off the subway train and then straight up Lady Thor just walked straight past me. Like giant flowing cape, huge hammer, armor breastplate. I was like, okay, no, all right. Did she, did she call you a mortal? No, she just seemed, she was drinking a, uh, uh, it like a, a mead, a fruit milkshake. Oh man, uh, this is the worst Lady Thor ever. Actually, it was, cause I, I didn't know how to get to the convention center from Union Station, so I just followed the Lady Thor with the gigantic red cape. Like a creep. Yeah. <laughs> Were you, like, skulking around behind her? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, like, arms in that kind of creep pose with, like, the clawed hands, you know? Like, Ducking like, behind things every now and then. <laughs> yep, just licking my lips every, every couple of minutes. Just like... <laughs> I'll be your Loki. <laughs> Yeah, it was really weird. Like I, I was, I, I don't usually mutter stuff out loud when I'm wandering around. But I'll be your low key, low key, if you know. Because I was like, you know, 25 feet away, so there's no way anyone related could even hear me. But just muttering. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's one of my one of those tricks I learned from going to these bigger conventions. Is if you don't <laughs> if if you don't know where to go, you follow the cosplayers because uh, they know where they're going. And they're easy to follow. Yeah. Okay. So I went to this anime convention in San Francisco once. This is several years ago. It was in the Kabuki Hotel, which is attached to, um, um, what do they call Tokyo Center, which is in the heart of Japantown. Mm. Um, so. I get dropped off at Tokyo Center, and I knew the hotel was attached, but I didn't know where. Like, I didn't know where the how to get from Tokyo Center into the Kabuki. Uh, but I wanted to get something to eat, and there's so many fantastic restaurants. So I grab something to eat, and then I see a bunch of cosplayers. And I approach them, and they say, hey, you look like the sort of people that are going to an anime convention. Uh, can you point me in the right direction? And they just looked at me like, who's this old man? Get away from this old man. You don't know. You don't know about anime. And they sort of kind of like, it it's, it's goes that way. And then like kind of giggled in that crummy, like young 
teenager way of like, hey, can you believe that he talked to it? That's so gross. And I was just like, I, I'm already don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I was meeting up with Frank Knight there and, uh, well, that's where you so that dro- was cool. You got to drop a name. You're like, Hey, listen, punks, I'm meeting with Frank Knight. All right. Hey, yeah. But so- uh, this that your old man, doctor. <laughs> I'm thinking the idea is you name drop Frank Knight and they all just go hush. Like they just go silent. You know, he speaks the name of the night. All their all their chatter stops like he knows Frank Knight. And then and then one of them just goes like, sir, we don't want to die. Please don't tell him. Please don't tell him what we did. The convention is that way, sir. And then you're like, all right, I better not see any of you punks when I'm over at the convention with Frank Knight. And they all just duck their heads down and then skulk back home. Yeah. Yell bacchanay at them or something. That's right. That's what they understand. They understand. It's the only thing their kind understands. I just like the idea of a world <laughs> where you name drop Frank Knight and everyone just goes dead quiet. Like dead silent. The only time my name dropped Frank Knight was one of the times I went to uh, the Twit Studios. And, <laughs> and did you go, was, do you know who I am? <laughs> no, it was to Veronica Belmont. Do you and, know what? And I said, oh, I know Frank. And she goes, Frank Knight? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, Frank's awesome. And then she went and did something else. <laughs> <laughs> and you yelled, well, it doesn't sound like you think he's that awesome. He says, screw you, Veronica Belmont. <laughs> I know Frank Knight. Frank Knight's no good people. One, no one listening knows who Frank Knight or <laughs> Veronica Beaumont is. No, they all know who. They-, <laughs> they might know who Veronica Beaumont. They maybe know who Veronica Beaumont. They all went dead quiet when we d- d- dropped the name of Frank Knight, just like in my fantasy. <laughs> yeah, they all went dead silent. Well, I got more off-topic stuff. All right. <laughs> See, we can't even stay on topic, off topic. God damn it. So remember them Diaclone, um, those little power suits? Yes. So I got the Marine types. Oh, that's the two pack, right? Right. Okay. So it's basically the exact same thing as the uh, two that already came out. Hmm. Except for they're like in like olive drab military-ish colors. Real type. Yeah. And the uh, the drivers are different colors than the drivers that came with the others. But it's basically the same. If you already have those two, unless you really got to get more, uh, I think it's skippable. If you didn't get the two before, then these are also great. They're just not as colorful. But it's the next two that are coming that are different sculpts. Yeah. Are, are those, so those next two, are those another two pack or are they separate? I believe they're separate. Okay. Yes. They are separate. Because the, the one that's like, bright white had like a really cool like kind of angular visor deal going on on the head uh-huh. kind of like the way that looks i like the one that has the big canopy window yeah i think it's orange it's like got more of like a this is like a construction type thing they come with like claws like big grabby claws yeah snip snip um so there isn't much to say about those because you know they're just recolors mm. uh let's see i got six inch marvel 
Star-Lord, Drax, and Yondu from that wave. I have a question that I probably could have solved by now, but I, I always forget about it. Um, mm -hmm. He's got two different head sculpts, right? Who? Yondu? Yondu. Or Star-Lord? Yondu. Yes. Can you swap the mohawk between the two? No. God, what? That that really bums me out. Yeah. So if you want the mohawk, he's got to be whistling. Damn it. Or trying to kiss you, whichever way you want to interpret it. I don't know why that makes me so upset, but the... the... Yeah, I kind of wish the mohawk situation was the same on both of them. Like, either have it popped up or down flat. Yeah. And I haven't seen anything from the movie that shows his mohawk up. The only thing that I've seen is the these two heads. And inspecting the heads and looking at the, the detail on the mohawk, I think it's something that pops up, like, out of his head. Like a fin. Mm-hmm. I was just, I, I convinced myself that, like, oh, surely that must wedge into a slot in both of the head sculpts, and he can switch it around, but I never actually looked or into it. Or if it was hinged and actually could pop up. I mean, that, that, down. All, all I wanted was, was for that red piece on both heads, like the down one and the up version, to be, like, a thing that slots into his head so you can, like, swap it around. No. Unfortunately not. Damn it. And that face sculpt is really good, just in the blue plastic it's hard to see a lot of the detail like the, the some of the detail gets lost in the blue mm. but the face skull is really good it looks a lot like michael rooker um drax is in general an improvement except for you're stuck with his big screaming face and that comes also, with a rocket launcher that, that that also really bummed me out about like th there's a lot about that wave that i think is really cool but all these little things that really bum me out like drax permanently screaming <laughs> yeah and that Star-Lord's a, a pretty good improvement, mostly oh, yeah. in regard to the head. Um, I don't remember if the last Star-Lord had pegs so you could stick his guns to his hips. I never But got you him. can on this one. Oh, sweet. Yeah, he's got little pegs on his hips that kind of plug into the, the trigger part of the guns. And one of them stays on real snug for me, and the other one falls off if you look at it funny. But it's an option, I mm. suppose. Um, yeah, that's all that I'm getting from that wave. I'm skipping everything else. Yeah, I, I'm starting to feel weird, because I'm really not all that impressed by Darkhawk. But it seems like everyone else really likes him. And I, I feel like I'm supposed to like him more than I actually do. You might have gone in with way too much anticipation. I guess. I just, I felt really let down by the figure. I thought he, I just, I thought he's, like, fine, but, like... Not all that great. <laughs> I don't know. But every time I see someone getting Darkhawk, they're like, oh man, it's my favorite figure of the wave. And I'm like, man, what am I missing? I don't know. I don't know either. I got two more things. All right. All right. All right. All right. I got a Mezco thing and I got a, a figure arts thing. Oh, tell me the Mezco Jeez. thing. I got Mezco 112 joker i saw you putting pictures of him on twitter and i want to know if that figure is any good he's hard to photograph hmm. because his suit is so dark purple and his face is so white i have trouble getting the aperture of a camera to make both look good <laughs> understandable you, either you end up blowing out the face or losing the detail in the suit yeah um so 
it's complicated. All right. It's good, but has problems. Because I, I, I watched two reviews of it, trying to figure out if I want it, and so far I've skewed more towards maybe I'll skip it. Yeah, so the jacket, his suit jacket, you could take off. And then he has a vest and a short sleeve shirt on. Mm. Um, then everything else is like sewn on tight. You can't really get off. Um, a fun little detail, if you push up the leg of his pants, um, he's wearing Batman socks. I saw that and I thought that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I discovered that by accident. I was like moving parts around and I was bending his knee and the pants pulled up and I was like, oh, look at that. That's cute. Oh, that's adorable. Um, But sometimes when you're trying to pose him the clothes bunch or move weird and mm-hmm. it looks odd. And if you get kind of the jacket out of the ideal positioning, then it looks like he's wearing like a frumpy ill-fitting suit. <laughs> um, so he's easier to pose with the jacket off, but if you don't want him staying there with a short sleeve shirt, then you're not going to like it. Yeah, um, he that, has two heads, huh? I was gonna say that was one of the two things that ended up putting me off of him. Is it looked like keeping the jacket on him made his articulation like too difficult for what I would want? Yeah, like it, it the jacket fights a bit too much. Yeah, and then it gets odd shaped because I mean when you're getting down to that scale, tailored clothes, clothes, ugh, clothes, um, the fabric is gonna not scale well and start fighting you. Oh, for sure. It's just I, um, the 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 three of their one twelve figures I've messed with, I thought pulled off like such impressive stuff for with the tailoring at that scale. Yeah, that I but was, they weren't trying to emulate clothes like regular ass clothes, like a suit and tie are. Oh, for for sure. I, I was yeah. just I was just like hoping. I was like, oh, I hope these guys continue the excellence. And then it it sounded like they ran into a, you know a common problem at that scale with that kind of suit. And I was like, ah, that yeah. that's a shame. I mean, I think they did a really good job for the size mm-hmm. but there there's just problems of scale um yeah that that was one of two things <clears throat> that bummed me out about the figure well what's the other thing maybe i could address it. the other thing is he doesn't seem to really come with all that much extra stuff no not really that, that so really he's got, bummed me out <laughs> yeah so he's got the two heads uh just like a big rictus joker grin with well-combed hair and then a little more manicky, um, open teeth. Like his teeth are separated. It's just not the big toothy grin. Mm-hmm. Um, so his mouth's open a little bit more and his hair is a little more frazzled. Um, then he comes with several sets of hands. Uh, one thing that I didn't like a lot is he only has one hand for holding his pistol. And he only has one hand holding... Uh, the Joker playing card, and it's both for the right hand. That is the, one of the exact biggest problems I had with their Judge Dread, is he had like all these asymmetrical hand options, and also only one of the hands could hold any of accessory any of his accessories very well. Yeah, and none of the hands could hold the day stick very well. <laughs> well, the the card is sculpted into the hand. Okay, yeah, that, I mean that's going to solve one big problem. Yeah, so like I kind of wanted to pose him where he's like 
holding the gun down and the card up sort of a thing, but you can't do that because they're both for the right hand. Yeah, I just that really bugs me on figures with multiple hands at that kind of price point. It's like if he has a holding hand, it should be a set of holding hands, not just here's the left hand for holding this one and the right hand for doing this. It's like mirror it. Come on. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he's got the several hand options. He's got the pistol. He's got the two heads and he has a pair of chattering teeth. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's... And the stand. The figure stand. It just bummed me out when I was like, for that price, I at least would would have liked to see like a full set of hand pairings. And so it just it just it looked so pared down to me for for what it costed. I was like, ah, maybe I won't do it. Or some other jokery kind of weapons, like a giant mallet or something. Or a fish. A fish. A bag of money. Or a suitcase with money sticking out of it or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Mm. It's just maybe not as good as you would hope sort of a thing. It's only the third Mezco 112 I've I've gotten. Yeah. Like, I got that Dark Knight <clears throat> Returns Batman, Judge Dredd, and this. And um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the money went into his multi-layer suit like that oh, yeah. that makes the most sense to me because like i you look at like you know what shazam is coming with as far as accessories and it's like or or what space ghost is coming with uh space ghost is coming with like like every single different kind of laser he ever shot out of his wrist things hmm. um and so yeah obviously you know joker's costume ended up eating a bunch of that budget but yeah i just, I just wish he had more bang for his buck because like I, I really want like a joker figure at that scale that i feel good about and like every single one doesn't really do it for me so far well he looks great in some poses just yeah. as long as you keep to the poses that work with the restrictions of his tailored stuff yeah so i mean he's going on my six inch shelf in the detolf um not yet but he will be um i just gotta decide on the pose and i think he's gonna be holding the card and not the gun mm. seems a little more he's gonna pose him in iconic. an iconic an iconic pose like him giving batman a power bomb yeah power bomb Okay, so last thing. Right. I believe. Let me check my notes. Nope. Uh. Three more things. <laughs> Holy crap. They're so, breeding. Okay, let's uh I'll save the figure art for last. Alright. So I got now I forget who made them. Um oh, no, let's just start with let's go to the figure art so I could try to also look up who made this other thing. Figure art, I got um uh, Game of Death, Bruce Lee. Oh man, I really want to get that one, but I'm I need to not buy everything, and I have <laughs> I have I have the other Bruce Lee. But yeah, I, think I didn't I'm still get the Game other Bruce Lee. Lee, and I I didn't not get the other Bruce Lee because I'm like I'm waiting for the Game of Death one. It's just I saw there was a Game of Death one. I was like, oh, I missed that other Bruce Lee. Totally getting this one because awesome. It's the Game Game of Death suit. You want to know which something is great? Want to know something really screwed up about about the two Bruce Lees that I learned from Tom Chu? What's that? What did Tom Chu teach Chu? Those two Bruce <laughs> Lees 
you can't interchange all their different Bruce Lee heads. That's unfortunate. Like the the head mounting system is different between the two of them. And I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> like the whole point, not the whole point, but a huge part of the point to me of a doing point. multiple Bruce Lees, a point is like, hey, enter the dragon. Bruce Lee has these faces. So give a bunch of other Bruce Lee faces to the game of death one. And then we'll have all the Bruce Lee faces. Yeah. Super Bruce Lee face Armageddon. That's right. A hundred different Bruce Lee faces all making different funny faces at you. My idea of heaven. Um, yeah, well, anyway, so I don't have the other one to disappoint me, so it's good. <laughs> uh, he has four faces in this set. Two of them, he's looking off to one side. The mm -hmm. same side. So something really interesting is going on over to the left. Always. And one of the faces has the goofiest ass smile. It's really goofy. And I love it because it's so goofy. And the other one is like the like the oh kind of face. Yeah. And uh he comes with two sets of nunchucks. One is straighter, the other has more of a curve to it. And a green stick. And lots of hands. Yeah, you need plenty of hands. Yeah. You should, you, man, if it's not too expensive, you got to track down the other Bruce Lee. Because the, the other Bruce Lee also has really funny faces. But like different funny faces. But they're not interchangeable, you just said. I know, but still, you got to see them. The other Bruce Lee has like just the best like kind of face, like really angry, wide open mouth. It's like, oh, it's so good. The other Bruce Lee, I think also, if I remember right, the other Bruce Lee has a really good woo face. Well, this one has a woo face. Okay, as long as he's got a woo face, then you're you're set. It's currently on his head. Um, Proper. I think I have it on the last picture I tweeted, not the one you already saw, but there oh. was another one after that. Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, I do have that woo face on. So if you check my Twitter, it should oh be yeah, the last image. Uh, is that a woo face or is that a wa face? No, oh, maybe it's a wa face. I don't know. I don't speak Chinese. That's me shaking my head. For those of you who can't see what I'm doing right now, that's me immediately. I shook my head halfway through that sentence because I knew it was coming. Well, I don't. <laughs> what am I supposed yes. to do, fib? Yeah, don't lie. Don't tell lies. You want me to be a fibber? Don't be a fibbing liar. Okay, so the last two things I got... Here we go. They're from the same thing. Mm -hmm. Freeing is the name of the company. Mm -hmm. 112 scale Namco arcade machines. Yeah. So I got Galaga and Pac-Man. Did I see you tweet something about having to put the stickers on the sides? Yes. So here is my big problem with these. As neat as they are, um, it's all stickers, man. It's all stickers. So you have to put a sticker on the coin door that um, says 100 on it, I guess, letting you know how much it costs to play. Mm -hmm. And the whole sides of the dang things are giant stickers. So if you look at pictures of them, and you're looking at a picture from my Twitter now with Bruce Lee. Yeah. All that white on the sides of the cabinet is a sticker 
Oh, so you have to line up the edges like perfectly. Oh, yeah. And then if you look, you can see like the edge of the of the sides is like a yellow line. Mm-hmm. So the whole side of it is that yellow plastic. Okay. So it's just this solid yellow side until you put that sticker on. And it covers everything except for the edge. Gah. So, yeah. And I hate putting stickers on because I get super uptight about it being straight. And it took a bunch of tries until I finally got it straight. And then I had to do it three more times. <laughs> At least if you mess it up and you end up with some folding, you can just, like, knife off the fold and say, hey, it's an old arcade machine. It got scratched. Yeah. And, well, I might have... Oh, well, I could do that to get rid of the air bubbles I couldn't squeeze out. Yeah. There's a couple air bubbles still in there. They're small. I got all the big ones out, but I couldn't get the small ones out. Just exacto pop them. Yeah. I'd rather not, but... So those aren't the only stickers. Those are just the stickers you, the consumer, have to deal with. Everything on these damn things is stickers. So the the white on the front, lower front, like around the coin door, that's mm-hmm. a sticker. Okay. The all the the um, graphics on the control panel sticker. The graphics around the monitor screen sticker. The marquee graphics sticker. I assume that the the image of the screen, which you can't see in that picture, but they have like like it looks like a freeze frame of of the game screen. Mm. I assume is a sticker. <laughs> but it's under a clear plastic thing, so at least you can't get at it. Um all of this has the potential of peeling in the future. And there's already out of the box there were like corners kind of not stuck all the way down so that's a disappointment nah. um what would have made these better tampagraphed artwork would have made it better and what would have made it great is if there was a light inside that would have lit up the screen and the uh, marquee mm. but that also would have increased the price quite a bit now, holding it, it is very clearly extremely hollow. So if you were of the mind to get in there with a soldering gun or something, it probably wouldn't be too hard to add lights to it. If you're handy. The boost it up. Yeah, I'm not especially handy. So they're pretty cool, but I wish they were cheaper <laughs> because there isn't that much to them. And it's all stickers, man. <laughs> How much? How much are they? Like just... I'm big bad. They're thirty three bucks. That's kind of rough for yeah, yeah. And I'm sure if I had gone to some Japanese site, I probably could have got them cheaper. Uh, but I like the convenience of big bad. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. If once it clears the thirty dollar mark, the prevalence of stickers does start to. Kind of impact that bang for your buck. Yeah, so, I mean, I like them. And they're fun to take pictures with. But they're kind of responsible for what they are. Mm. Um, now, as far as scale goes, they fit in much better with, like, the Japanese 112th type figures. Like Figmas and Figuarts. 
like that Bruce Lee is like perfect size for it. Yeah. Um, American like Hasbro one twelve figures, Star Wars and Marvel are kind of big. Like the the cabinet's not big enough. Yeah. I guess you could just assume well they're superheroes so they're really tall. Um, it's closer with Star Wars because Star Wars figures are a little shorter than uh than the Marvel figures. Uh, but and then like Mythic Legions are way bigger. <laughs> I don't know. Like I like them. I don't know what's up with the Mythic Legion scale because it doesn't feel like it, it. For something that's called a six-inch toy line, I'm like these are very large men. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe just in the realm of the Mythic Legions, dudes are like hecka big. Yeah, because they're all like <laughs> seven feet tall. If, if yeah. And then like all the skeletons are like, how big were these skeletons when they had meat? <laughs> um, yeah, I did a picture a few days ago when I first got all this stuff where I put um, a Romna figure art, um, a Star Wars guy, a Marvel guy, and a Mythic Legion guy all around the cabinet to kind of show what different lines scale like with it and yeah the the japanese figures definitely go better and i did a picture where i had star lord and yondu playing galaxian or galaga i didn't get the galaxian one um and i put like a bunch of drink coasters underneath to kind of boost it up higher and then just frame the shot where you didn't see that it was boosted up um to make the picture look better Otherwise, like star, the top of Star Lord's head is like, or actually, almost Star Lord's entire head is above the top of the cabinet. He's just a tall boy. Yeah, he's <laughs> a big boy. Um, but you know, if you could get them cheaper, and you want arcade cabinets to pose stuff with, this is an option. Yeah, <laughs> I. Likely would not get any more. I got the two that are most relevant to my interests. And I don't feel the need to make a whole arcade. I feel like it's a thing where I'm not going to get it. Because I know if I get one, it's going to start something. Because I'm going to end up wanting to have a whole arcade. So I think I'll, I think I'll just stay away from them. I mean, it helps right. that I don't care about the other games. Like, as much as I love Galaga, I detest Galaxian. I don't even know if I've played Tank Battalion. Mm. I'm not really into Rally X. So I got Galaga, which was one of my favorite games of all time, and the super iconic Pac-Man. If if Miss Pac-Man was an option, I would have gotten that instead of Pac-Man. And then I was going into this thinking, if they do another wave and Miss Pac-Man comes later, I'll most likely get Miss Pac-Man. But now that I actually have two, I don't think I need any more. Yeah. All right. The detail on the stickers is great, though. Well, it looks crisp. Like, it looks like a good print job. Yeah. It's just like, like for the enormous stickers to be user-applied and then the smaller stickers to be factory-applied and sometimes badly, like, it's that, that would bother me. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, they're okay. Hmm. Just try to get them cheaper. If you want to get them, get them cheaper. Don't 
don't feel like they're worth what I paid. <laughs> <laughs> Seth paid it so you don't have to. Yeah, learn from me. So that was my off topic. All right. Big, bad pile of loot box. <laughs> I have one little thing to throw in at the end. All right. Lucha Underground is on Netflix. Oh, so is Iron Fist. I I'm, I decided I was more interested in watching Lucha Underground. All right. Well, had... I'm sorry you hate Iron Fist so much. Yep. It's just, I, it's actually the worst Marvel hero. You know who's better than Iron Fist? The guy with the pot on his head. What's his name? In the red the red pajamas with the suit the suit pot on his head. I anyway. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what Forbush Man. There you go. Yeah. Deep cuts. Uh I started watching Lucha Underground a while back. I got like eight episodes in, and then like the rips I had were so annoyingly different in quality from every episode. I got I was like, I don't really feel like doing this anymore, I'll just wait. And then it showed up on Netflix in HD, so I've been going through season one some more. Seth, I like it a lot. I got that impression looking at this wrestling thread uh, today where I was like, well, I just got to scroll past all this because I want to watch it eventually. And it looks like they're talking a lot about it right now. So I'm going to skip all these. And then I'm going to skip all these other posts about the other thing that was a big topic in that thread today. Yeah, I, I, I figured I would stick out what with me actually talking about wrestling in that thread for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then actually talking about wrestling and not something about wrestlers. That yeah. Was a, well, they were kind of wrestling, I guess. Most most of my <laughs> contribution to that, the, that Twitter thread is me yelling about Broken Matt uh-huh. and, then, and then not saying anything for multiple weeks at a time. So this, this was a change from the norm. But yeah, I, I am I am really enjoying Lucha Underground. Whatever it is that it has, it's the thing that actually makes me care about like the 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 wrestling part of that stuff again. I watched a dude get put in a in a casket and actually die. Cool. In canon. In canon, actually die. Uh but yeah, that's that's my one last off topic of what I got. Because technically I got it because I have Netflix. So you know, technically I, I own it. Yeah, what I'll, I'm only three episodes in on Iron Fist. But what I'll say is, I can see where people wouldn't be as into Iron Fist as some of the other Marvel shows. At least so far. Mm. Because I know part of the deal was they went into these four shows with the idea that they're going to have different vibes, two of them, and be and not just be like this is the vibe like and all shows will follow this style guide sort of a thing and i can see where people might not be so into the vibe of iron fist so far but i'm only three episodes in i don't know where it's going to go from here who knows yeah and and the it's not bad it's just different the big the big unknown is the last half of it which which didn't go out to that's the thing that I thought was really stupid on the Marvel end of like we're going to provide reviewers with the first half of our serialized season so they can write their thoughts and I'm like that m- most of your Netflix shows get kind of slow in the middle that seems like a bad why not just give them the whole season that's what you're going to release just give them the whole season to review uh I just hope that the action in that show gets better than what I saw in the teasers, because that was the biggest bummer to me, among other bummers. Is it, it just looked kind of boring? <laughs> I don't know. Like, 
Daredevil has inspired action sequences in both seasons. And I, I, I would hope that the dude who's actually all about being a karate man would have similarly awesome action. But that's just me. Hmm. And maybe he does. I haven't looked at it. I haven't watched Luke Cage yet either. So at this point now, it's becoming this stack of things where I'm kind of feeling more obligated to watch them than actually wanting to. So sometime I'm going to get through all that. No one can make you watch stuff. First, I'm going to finish watching Lucha Underground. Because that's that's got me. Like I never watched Rick and Morty. Even though that's supposed to be great. You probably would enjoy Rick and Morty, is what I would say. I've seen five episodes now. Well, don't don't tell anybody. <laughs> you gotta pop up with your hot take once you've finished all of them. Well, it's too late. Cat's right. out of the bag. I won't tell anybody. And none of you better tell anybody either. Because that's the end of the podcast, this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, we will talk to you later. And yo, keep it real. Buy some toys, enjoy some toys, or don't. You know, enjoy what you got. Uh, more Transformers news probably coming. Uh, if not, then we'll have more. We still have a gig- fairly big stack of listener questions to cut through, so we'll do some more of those uh, next week. And uh, till then, ciao. Okay, bye. <laughs> Get me, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.